This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Wednesday, November 20th, 2019. On this day in 1990, Russian authorities arrested Andrei Chikatilo, better known as the Rostov Ripper. One of the Soviet Union's most prolific serial killers, Chikatilo killed at least 52 women and children before he was caught. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today I'm joined by our guest host, Dan Cummins of Scared to Death and Time Suck. Dan is a diehard horror fan, and each week on Scared to Death, he relays the spookiest, creepiest, too terrifying to be true stories to his wife, Lindsay, all in an attempt to scare the wits out of her. Dan will discuss some of the historical aspects of Andre Chikatilo's arrest, while I'll cover the narrative. Hello, everyone. Yes, the Rostov Ripper, Andre Chikatilo, very familiar with this heinous human being. Did a Time Suck episode about him a while back, did a week's worth of research, and he is a fascinating criminal. I'm excited to be here. We're glad to have you. Now, before we delve into the appalling story of the Ripper, let's go back to the city of Novichirkovsky in the Rostov region of the USSR on the afternoon of November 20th, 1990. Andre Chikatilo slunk through the park with his jar of beer, eyes scanning the quiet walks. He was a nervous-looking man, but there was a menacing intensity to his gaze. He was looking for something, or someone. He hurried onwards out of the park and into the city streets. Whatever Andre was looking for wasn't here. Four plainclothes watchers followed, lingering half a block behind him as he hurried down the desolate winter streets. Andre was still searching, his eyes darting all around. But it wasn't the watchers he was looking for. He didn't take a second glance at those tall men in their long, dark jackets. Instead, a local bus stop caught his interest. Andre sidled up to a young boy waiting for his afternoon ride. To the average person, he looked innocent, standing side by side with the kid. Andre shoved his hands into his pockets and matched the little boy's movements. One could find their interaction almost sweet. But the watchers knew better. Though they couldn't hear Andre's voice as he leaned towards the child, they knew what he was saying. Waiting for the bus long? Come, I know a chocolate shop nearby where we can warm up. Or perhaps, 
come, I know a shortcut that will get you home faster. Or, you seem like a smart boy. I've got something that might interest you. But Andre's offer was soon interrupted by the bus. The boy, with a shy smile and a little mittened wave, clambered on. Andre stood on the curb alone, forlorn. But he didn't mope long. By the time the bus pulled away from the corner, Andre was walking once again. The first attempt of the day was rarely the right victim anyway. A few more tries and he'd have his kid or his woman. The watchers spent another few hours following Andre as they'd done these past six days. Eventually, he wandered into a cafe to warm up. The watchers collectively gave the nod. They'd waited long enough. As he walked out of the cafe, they moved in. The game was up. Andre howled on the ride to the station. He was no serial killer. In fact, he'd been arrested before in 1984, and he'd been released. He gave an official statement, doubling down on the denial. But the evidence quickly mounted against him. A strip search revealed that one of his fingers was oozing with blood, thanks to an untreated flesh wound. Upon closer examination, a doctor confirmed that the injury was the result of a bite from a human. When the arresting officers searched Andre's belongings, they found a knife and some lengths of rope. The Rostov Ripper's signature weapon was a knife. He generally stabbed his victims upwards of 20 times and mutilated their dead bodies, castrating them, cutting off nipples, and disemboweling them. It was this extreme post-mortem violence that earned the Ripper his grim nickname. Police had plenty of other evidence pointing to Andre, too. He'd been spotted at the scene of the most recent murder with blood on his cheek. They connected him to various towns and cities where the Rostov Ripper's crimes had taken place. And he had a documented history of sexually assaulting children from his days as a teacher. Admittedly, their evidence was all circumstantial. To really cinch their case against Andre, they'd need a confession. And they were determined to get it. Coming up, Andre's interrogation drags along until police call in a psychiatrist. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. After 12 years of searching for the Rostov Ripper, Russian investigators arrested Andrei Chikatilo on November 20th, 1990. They had a strong circumstantial case against him, but they needed a confession to ensure he stayed behind bars. Dan Cummins is here to discuss how investigators got that confession 
as well as some of the context surrounding the case. Thanks, Vanessa. Andre's interrogation began on November 21st, the day after his arrest, and at first, it didn't go too well. The police tried to level with Andre. They suggested that he was a very sick man. If he confessed, he might be able to plead insanity. Then he would get the help he needed in a hospital instead of going to prison. But that strategy didn't work. Though he acknowledged his past incidents of sexual assault while working as a school teacher, Andre flatly denied any involvement in the Ripper's gruesome crimes. The police started to get nervous. Their clock was ticking. Under Soviet law, they could only hold a suspect for 10 days. Then they had to either charge him with the crime or release him. So on the 29th of November, after eight days of fruitless interrogation, they brought in psychiatrist Dr. Alexander Bukhanovsky. Dr. Bukhanovsky had already played an important and historic role in the investigation. He wrote a psychological profile of the Rostov Ripper in 1985, seven years into the killing spree. It was the first instance of such a consultation in the history of Soviet serial killer investigations. His report was a remarkably accurate portrait of Andrei Chikatilo. Bukhanovsky described the Rostov Ripper as a man between the ages of 45 and 50. Andre was 42 when he first killed in 1978, 49 when Bukhanovsky wrote his report, and 54 when he was arrested in 1990. Bukhanovsky suggested the killer experienced a difficult, isolated childhood. Andre grew up desperately poor and routinely ridiculed by classmates and his own mother. He may have also witnessed his mother's sexual assault as a young boy. Furthermore, Bukhanovsky's report described the killer as a desperately shy man, incapable of flirting with women and prone to impotence. The Rostov Ripper was a sadist who could only achieve arousal through violence. And his weapon of choice, a knife, was analogous to his penis, which failed to function normally in nonviolent sexual encounters. When Bukhanovsky sat down to interrogate Andre on November 29th, he read him several sections of the 65-page report on the Rostov Ripper. Within two hours, Andre was sobbing. He admitted to Bukhanovsky that this portrait was of him, that Bukhanovsky had seen him in a way no one else had. And he confessed that he had indeed committed the horrible murders of which he was accused. The police had their confession. There was no way they would lose their case now unless Andre proved he was insane and not fit to stand trial. After a 60-day psychiatric evaluation, Andre was diagnosed with multiple psychological disorders, but ultimately judged sane and was therefore culpable for his crimes. Overall, he admitted to 56 murders. He was tried for 53 of them in April of 1992. Six months later, he was sentenced to death for 52 killings. In February of 1994, he was executed. The story of the Rostov Ripper gripped the Soviet Union both before Andrei Chikatilo was caught and after. This fascination was due to the gruesome nature of Andrei's crimes, the mind-boggling number of his victims, and the devastatingly slow investigation into his identity. He actively terrorized the USSR's Rostov region for 12 long years, Thanks to the historic contributions of Dr. Alexander Bukhanovsky, his reign of terror came to its final end. 
I'm Vanessa Richardson. To learn more about Andre Chikatilo, check out the ParCast original Serial Killers and our episodes on The Butcher of Rostov, available now on Spotify. Thanks again, Dan, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You can find my shows, Scared to Death, a podcast where I go into paranormal horror, try to scare my wife with two tales of allegedly true hauntings, exorcisms, possessions, all of those sorts of stories. Or you can listen to Time Suck. This is a podcast where I dive deep into one subject every week, all listeners suggested, true crime, conspiracies, cults, historical figures, all over the place, interesting stuff every week. You can listen on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media and is part of the ParCast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Paul Mahler, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 